Good evening, my people. This is uh, Mike Patron coming from Show Me Motivation. Uh, I just felt compelled that I wanted to get out and talk tonight and uh, just see where the uh, journey takes us. Um, appreciate you joining me. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. Uh, Ashley will be joining uh, me this Friday. And uh, we're going to try to um, cover some good stuff. But for me, this is kind of uh, uh, personal. And and it's going to be, uh, I wouldn't say necessarily adult-oriented, but, you know, the subject matter has to do with, uh, with love and uh, what has failed us completely in my estimation um in many aspects uh that really have destroyed the art of courting and uh the chivalrous gent is dying and Men are to blame, but quite honestly, women are to blame as well. You know, they allow uh, the online apps from Tinder, Bumble, Hinge, Match, Plenty of Fish, whatever those dating sites are, has completely transformed the culture in which we date. And uh, quite frankly, it's not for the best. And that's sad. You know, we are in an instant gratification society. And, um, you know, I've used the sites myself. I've met some really cool people, but no one that um, has, you know, changed my perspective over the years of, you know, the downhill slide of these dating apps. Um, you know, this grass is always green in our window shopping and, you know, I don't know how I feel about it. You know, it's, it's, you know, we are all so busy and get caught up in our careers and, you know, the days of meeting someone organically anymore is just over, just is, you know, uh, I guess the most organic things can happen is Facebook randomly. You know, who's meeting people at the grocery store? Heck, the bar was so cliche back in the day. That's probably more organic than, you know, swiping right, swiping left. And, you know, it's just crazy, you know, and everybody just meeting for a drink, meeting for appetizers, meeting for coffee, just so, you know, surface level. Uh, what happened to developing, you know, a quote-unquote relationship or a chemistry via conversations? You know, everybody gets caught up in text messaging, especially new. You know, okay, when you first, you know, exchange numbers saying hello in text message, but, you know, I really uh, subscribe to you know, a three phone conversation that, you know, gets really in depth where you really can get to know each other because I really think it is so uh, 
shallow when it comes to the art of courting and dating. That, heck, you know, at my age, you know, I know what it was like to date before the internet, cell phones. You know, I had my pager, you know. I had my car phone that was $17,000 to dial for one minute. Uh, if you've had it, you know what you mean. Uh, you know what I mean. But, you know, the complete failure of the art of courting is gone. And I don't know who's to blame there. Uh, you know, call me old fashioned, but, you know, when I have attempted to go on these sites and you have an amazing date with someone, complete and crazy chemistry, and uh, whether it ends with a kiss, but, you know, or that, that, that passionate kiss that is, you know, you don't want it to end and you get those goosebumps and you drive away in your car and you're like, what the F was that? And you get so excited uh, to see that person again. You chat all the time the next day and blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, five o'clock at night, text messages stop and they reappear at 11, 12 o'clock at night. And that person that you had an amazing date on is seeing someone else. And I just don't subscribe to dating multiple people at one time. I, especially if the date was as authentic and real um, as all of us have, have had. It's happened to all of us. We have all male or female, gone on dates and had an incredible time and been very engaging. And then you find out that they're going on other dates. You know, that's, that's not a good feeling. You know, that's, you know, like how could you possibly give your attention to someone that and both parties had such a great day? I just don't get that concept. But, hey, that's the world that we live in. You know, people get bored sitting in their office uh, you know, swiping right, swiping left and still staying engaged. And, you know, I really think that, uh, the dating apps have really lost, you know, the real sense of what it means to court someone. The, the art of the chivalrous gent is over. Um, no more do, you know, you spend enough time on the phone and interacting with each other where you go actually pick someone up and take them on the date. And, especially for women, you know, that is a telltale sign for a man when they come pick you up and the basic art of being chivalrous, the most basic form, opening your car door, opening the door to the restaurant, um, politely sliding out a chair when they sit down, walking on the sidewalk and being on the traffic side, these little basic fundamental things that when you go to meet someone for drinks, for coffee, whatever, you don't get to see it, you know? And quite frankly, those should be the little nuances on the date that you should take note of that are extraordinarily important because it says a lot about the individual that you're taking out, you know? It's crazy to me, you know, and I don't, I just, I guess I'm getting old, you know, I look, uh, feel like I'm 25 in my head, but I guess my 43 year old body's catching up that might be a little old curmudgeon, but 
you know, the younger generation, hey, it's a great way to hook up and, uh, you know, get the physical needs that you want. But for those that are looking for something genuine, and don't get me wrong, it happens. I mean, people find, you know, long-lasting love from it. Um, but I think it's probably uh, a smaller percentage than we think. Um, I know that over the years when I've gone on these different sites and would do a two-week or a three-week run and get off, doesn't matter if it was February and then I came back in September, it's the same people still on it. And I just got to ask you questions, why? Why are they still on How could someone that has a you know, nicely written profile you know, be back on the market again? Um, but I digress. So let's kind of talk about some of the things that you know, happened to me and what I did uh, coming out of a series of bad relationships, a marriage that didn't work out. You know, I really had to uh, make a uh, concerted effort to stop dating completely. Um, when I looked in the mirror and I looked back at the gentleman staring back at me, I was not in love with myself whatsoever. I said, how could I expect anyone to love me if I don't genuinely love myself? And, you know, that's a, that's kind of profound. And when you're looking in the mirror and you're having that raw personal conversation with yourself to really find your character defects and where you failed and why you're in the position that you're in, um, you know, I know mine, you know, I went on uh, self-exploration. I mean, let's face it, my, I, you know, November 9th of 2016 is the day that I asked for divorce. January um, 3rd, it was completed. So let's just call it from the you know, January 3rd of 17 till today um i had been you know single by choice um now i can't say that uh things aren't changing in that department but i wanted to go on a self journey within and find out where i failed and you know what I could have done better and, you know, inquiring, you know, I realized that I was picking, um, women who were emotionally unavailable, uh, that it wasn't entirely me. I mean, it was in some instances, obviously I'd be naive to not to think that it wasn't, but, you know, I've spent many years of my life feeling unworthy and undeserving of love. And it just, you know, was a, poignant moment when I was like, you know what, I am, I do have a, a capacity to love and was a pretty darn good boyfriend in many occasions. Um, you know, it's, it's this journey of always wanting to self-improve and be the best version and, you know, find out, you know, what you can change about yourself 
uh, and authentically work on it each day, uh, I realized that, number one, I, I had no value sets. I didn't have particular qualities that I was looking for in a person to spend time with myself. And that's why dates would just not work out. You know, I know what I didn't want. Um, and when those uh, character traits came out, uh, it was only going to be exacerbated. Uh, the further you go on, no reason to waste my time or their time. And I've met some amazing people and people that have been my friends. And, you know, and I've met my fair share of crazies, too, as I'm sure all of you have as well. But it's about staying on the right path, the right track, uh, having, you know, faith that, you know, the right person will enter your life when it is meant to be. Uh, but you have to continually grow and improve and look at yourself critically and know that you're not perfect and uh, embracing your flaws and being willing to have an open and honest conversation when you meet someone about the flaws that we do have, you know, and not putting on this pretty date face. Just be authentically yourself. And I think you'll find if you're having trouble meeting someone that, you know, being authentic and, you know, you know owning your you know, insecurities, the things that concern you, um, you know, if you're with the right person, they're going to get it. They're going to understand, you know, you talk about, you know, being fully yoked or having the, you know, same interests and, you know, motivating each other and being a, uh, a support person and being a place of comfort and warmth and support and, you know, uh, a safe place, your best friend. You know, things quite honestly, if I'm being honest with myself, I held back. Uh, a lot of that stuff had to do with things that have happened in my life and, you know, not being able to let go because of pride that got in the way. Um, but, you know, it all started to change when I started really wanting to learn the language of love. And uh, people laugh at me, but I think Gary Chapman's book, The Five Love Languages, is a keystone. It is, it is the most important book when it comes to being able to dissect the languages of love. And the biggest mistake that people make when reading this book is they think that these love languages are about them. And quite frankly, my personal opinion has nothing to do with you whatsoever. It has everything to do with your partner. And if you two are not reading this book together, if you are having some sort of struggle, you're in a rut, you want to enhance it, you want to improve, wherever, this book is it. I mean, it is being able to communicate 
to your partner in a way where they feel loved, or as uh, Mr. Chapman would say, your love tank is full, is vital in the fundamental success of a relationship. And, you know, if you don't know, you've got five love languages. You've got gifts, acts of service, quality time, words of affirmation, um, and physical touch, you know. And, you know, some of these actually kind of are interwoven together, like um, physical touch and words of affirmation and quality time are all kind of interwoven. It is, they are different. You know, the physical touch aspect really has very little to do with intimacy. And as you read the book, you can break it down. But, um, for example, you know, if your boyfriend or girlfriend comes home, you're sitting on the couch, you know, reading or whatnot, and they come sit down on the opposite end of the couch, when you're a physical touch person, you feel disconnected. That's difficult. It's not easy. Um, you know, the words of affirmation, uh, you know, if a woman is a, uh, that, that uh, maybe saying might be words of affirmation and they have, you know, a beautiful outfit on, making sure you compliment on them on that, uh, letting them know how beautiful they are, how they make you feel. Little subtle things. It doesn't have to be big, but just, you know, talking in their language. And, um, you know, the quality time aspect. Some of it is just do shit with me. Spend time with me. Let's get out and do stuff together. Uh, So all three of those are interwoven. And then you start getting into, like, acts of service and gifts. Uh, Acts of service, you know, are and gifts are as far away from my love language as it could be, it could possibly be. And, um, you know, it takes a lot of work if you are with someone, uh, I am words of affirmation and physical touch, uh, are my two love languages. And, uh, actually I think that quality time, access service and gifts <laughs> listed, uh, is in order and gifts for zero, uh, access service for very few, and then uh, physical touch and words are very high on the scoring scale. And then, you know, once you learn this uh, kung fu of love languages, you just watch it as you learn and absorb it. If you're single and you're looking to find a future partner, from reading these books and then breaking down each love language and what it means and what it represents, you're going to have the greatest Kung Fu when you're on a date and you're going to be able to see and feel what their love language is. And you're naturally going to be able to communicate to them in a language in which they're receiving that lets them know that you're interested. Uh, so it, it's really about that person, not about you. It's great for you to know it, but you want your partner or the person you're going to be dating to know what your love language is by reading the book so they can convey it. And, you know, heck, you want to talk about winning the lottery. If you have got a combination of physical touch and words of affirmation in any order as your top two, winner, winner, chicken dinner, acts of service and gifts, 
all that stuff. If you've got the exact same languages, you are naturally going to fill each other's, other's love tank. And, man, brown chicken, brown cow, man, people are going to be happy. But it takes work. It's not easy. It takes work. Knowing is one thing. Executing it is another. And doing it consciously all the time. You know, people talk about, you know, the 50-50 rule. And I've mentioned this before. F that. It's 100-100. Everyone should be giving 100% towards the person they care about. And learning the love languages and why it's important. You know, if you are dating someone and you're in a rut and you can't figure out why and the communication is gone and you have not read the five love languages together, I don't care if you have read it, if your spouse has not read it, reread it again and then go in and take the quiz. And you'll be amazed how your environment and the things that happen to you change everything and I apologize for the loud noise I'm going to go in and shut that off because it's going to buzz again but you know it is interesting to see that people's languages can change based upon the environment in which they're in and that is that that says a lot too you know that um you know I've gone it and taken it a couple times uh, through the last couple years uh, that I haven't dated. And uh, it stayed pretty consistent. But as I've talked to people and we've talked about the five love languages and the importance of it, and this is just my personal opinion, you don't have to do it. Uh, but if you want a better marriage, if you want to work on a relationship that's struggling and, you know, you have a partner that is willing to put in the work. Putting in the work, again, repeating myself, especially when if, you know, Sally Sue is, you know, quality time and physical touch and uh, Billy Bob is acts of service and gifts, that is a very disconnected um love language and it's going to take work for both parties to speak it they have to want to speak it all the time you know give 80 percent expense 20 and back they won't when you're speaking their language and you're filling their love tank they're going to do it right back to you and that's where the 100 to 100 comes in tired of people saying a relationship's 50 50 no it's 100 100 you're always giving full effort all the time and you know and it's not always going to be sunshine and rainbows if you guys have been in a long relationship you know that's the case but it doesn't have to be as hard as it's been and that's and that's the philosophy that i'm going to subscribe to uh i just in my heart of heart uh think that if you apply the principles that are out there to you live a rewarding and fulfilled life and you execute it each day. You consciously, you know, tell your spouse, you know, how beautiful they are. Or, you know, if they're acts of service and you're sitting at a dinner table one night and they're talking, oh, I totally forgot this gallon of milk. And you don't say anything. The next day you go to the store, get a gallon of milk, put it in the refrigerator 
Your spouse come home, opens it, and sees that. Let me tell you, brown chicken, brown cow, you just warmed her heart because you know she knows, or he knows, uh, who was ever getting it, that you genuinely care. Um, so, Gary Chapman, The Five Love Languages, read it, take the quiz, understand the languages, and how they're important. Uh, I will post on ascending some stuff that I'd written uh, last, uh, it's been a while, it was a Valentine's Day a while back, but I will uh, wrote on a couple of love languages and kind of gave a description of, of what those things mean and told uh, a story on a silly song that, uh, but I think resonates. Uh, it, it, it just makes sense. And uh, uh, won't belabor Gary Chapman, but please, five love languages, read it, get to know it, understand it. It will enhance your relationships, your ability to find a partner, because it's your greatest kung fu knowing that uh, it is, yeah, it's great. Now, on the flip side, you know, there's been a couple people that I've had the pleasure of coaching through some relationships and uh, so stoked that, you know, they've met some really, really awesome people uh, by changing some patterns of behavior and breaking the cycles of the traditional things that you do when it comes to the dating process. And I really think kind of getting back to basics and allowing that courting process and slowing down. You know, that's the thing with the internet. It's like now, 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 now. Let's meet now, 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 now. Um, I really think that, you know, having nice little correspondence throughout the day with cute text messages. But at night, I have a three conversation rule, as I said earlier. And that's just not a five minute conversation. That conversation is going to carry a lot of different subjects. Because you have to have, well, phone chemistry, if you will. Uh, making Finding out if you have commonality, things that would be of interest to each other. And if you're having uh, a really good flow to the conversation, the natural progression is that flow is going to continue on the date. And why we can't get to know someone well enough on the phone with social media, with all the different ads, you can find out about people, why you can't find that trust. I mean, like I said, 20 years ago, that was a no-brainer. You would talk to someone on the phone for a little bit and go pick them up, and boom, you're gone. And it's, it's, I think it's super important to allow, for women to allow men to be a chivalrous gent and show that they have the maturity to do what is necessary and what is right on a date to make you feel um, comfortable and secure, uh, which, you know, would segue into, you know, some of the most important things when it comes to, to intimacy and passion is that, you know, feeling secure, wanted, desired and appreciated. And that just starts with basic fundamental stuff. It's not that complicated. It's just that, you know, men have come become lazy Women have become lazy, um, multiple dating of, of people and spinning your wheels when you have an amazing date or someone is perfect right in front of you, but it's, it's an addiction, you know, it really, really, truly is. It is, it's the downfall of, you know, the traditions, the, the values that, you know, 
I have come to realize that are very important and, you know, backing up through my self-exploration and, you know, finding out where I had, you know, failed in relationships. Um, you know, another thing is I didn't set uh, values, standards in which were an expectation for me that, you know, it had to be there. I just wasn't going to move forward. Um, you know, would you see little, you know, the whole that is, it's, I'm going to butcher this here, but, you know, they say, um, when a person shows you who they are, believe them, uh, super important. And, you know, I have, you know, everybody has their deal breakers, but doing the course of conversation, you know, if you're able to articulate and, you know, have a wide variety of such a matter, subject matter that you could talk on, you're going to be able to find out if this person's going to be the right fit, fit for you based upon response to some questions. And you'll know. And, you know, don't waste your time. Move on. It's not worth it because, you know, like I said, you know, those little things that you let slide will build up and fester and, you know, it's just going to grow worse. And I think it's vitally important that, you know, three things, communication, honesty, and trust have to have them. And I have people say, well, you know, Michael, that should just be a given. That should just happen all the time. And I say, you're right, and I'm nuts. It should. But you want to know what? It's not happening. People are not honest with each other. People are not communicating. And case in point, and I'm talking, you want to communicate on the little things. It's the little things that you think, oh, no, big deal, I'm going to let it slide. Well, no. Talk about it. If you're with a mature man and you have a concern or a mature female and you have a concern, you should be able to engage in a conversation and a dialogue to say, hey, you said this and made me feel this way or this happened and blah, 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 blah. And you come to a solution. Maybe you agree to disagree, but you're communicating. And, you know, being honest with each other, that's a toughie. You know, these basic stuff is, is it shouldn't be, but if you have honesty and the, and the um, communication and the, the trust, I give trust unconditionally. You know, you have my trust, but once you break it, you don't get it back ever. And um, body language will tell a lot, you know. I've sat with someone next to my couch and yeah, you know, a big bomb came out, you know, someone was married and had no idea they were married. And that was just a total violation, number one. But hey, you know, you're breaking the rules of not having honesty and communication. It's it's dumbfounding to me that, you know, these insecurities come into play and People not being self-aware or comfortable in their own skin and understand that, you know what, you know, you're a work in progress. You're not perfect. Things happen. But if it becomes perpetual, 
I don't know. Does that mean that it's just a microcosm of what's to come? I personally think so. Um, relationships shouldn't be as difficult as they are. They are work, but they shouldn't be as difficult. People's pride, always wanting to be right, not realizing that you know they had a part in whatever destruction or whatever issue may have happened. And whether you're a guy or a girl, if you make a mistake and you err, raise your hand and admit that you do. Own your shit. Own that mistake. You're going to get so much further in life when you do, when you own it. You know, it may not be for that relationship, but if you made a mistake, own it. Own it. I think you're going to find people will respect you more for owning mistakes instead of placing blame on someone or, you know, flipping it and trying to be a manipulator and blaming it on the other person. Um, you know, no, sorry. You know, but educate yourself. If you're struggling in the, in the love department and, you know, you're searching for answers and wondering why, you know, uh, men or women are not engaging you, you know, do some self-evaluation, you know, look yourself in the mirror and really evaluate where are your shortcomings, you know, I mean, there are, there are men out there that will adore you if you love yourself and if you don't, that insecurity, that vulnerability that, you know, uh, I don't want to say vulnerability, but that insecurity will be evident on a date and phone conversations, um, may come out with being a little defensive, you know, sarcasm can, you know, fall in, it, in its place, you know, uh, self-fulfilling prophecies, always having a glass half empty attitude and not looking at a glass half full always seeing the positive in any situation. Um, you know, the pain is temporary. You know, being contrite and apologizing when you're wrong is super important. I mean, just stop. When you're yelling at someone and you're having a disagreement, when you know deep within you that you are wrong, that's when you start shouting at the rooftops and barking like a, a caged dog. When you know you're right, you don't, you don't fight. You really don't. Think about it. You really don't put up a fight. When you know that you are correct and someone else is wrong, you get a little bit quiet and say, okay, I understand. You, know, you, know, you might be right or you deflect. You know, For me, I was always that person you know, and it's happened to me recently when um, I didn't feel like I did anything wrong, but to appease the situation, I apologized because I didn't want to let something that was really silly dictate the future of a friendship. Um, and, you know, when we let pride go, our ego go and 
you are authentic and genuine and you're just yourself and you talk about your flaws, you talk about your insecurities, you know that you're a work in progress, that you don't have to be this persona that is not you, male or female. Just be authentically you. And I'm going to promise you, if you do those things and, you know, if you want to learn more about like my self journey uh, for two and a half years of really being single and learning about myself, I'd be happy to share it uh, individually. But, you know, um, I want everyone to find happiness and love and not be jaded and, you know, you may be on your path of, you know, finding yourself and, you know, I'm you know, repeating myself, but you do absolutely have to love yourself first and foremost before you can ever expect someone to love you. You know, look at yourself in the mirror and be raw, honest, journal all your flaws, your insecurities, um, the values that you didn't have for, uh, set forth. You know, what is it going to look like? What is it? What are you going to do? How are you going to do it? You know, what are you going to change in your life uh, to be a better boyfriend, better partner, a better spouse, a better lover, a better communicator? Um, shut off your TV at night and have conversations. Listen. Men, geez, Listen. That's the worst. When you're watching ESPN and your girlfriend or spouse or is talking to you and you go, uh, and, oh, what, what was that, babe? Ah, oh, so annoying, you know. But communication is key. Giving trust from the very beginning. Don't make someone earn trust. Just let that trust be there. And if they burn it and ruin it, you know, wipe your hands clean, move forward and move on. And um, don't mess with crazy, male or female. You recognize it. Your gut instincts are usually spot on. And um, thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you found some value in this. Uh, I would, uh, uh, like I say, I miss... Uh, uh, Ashley tonight, but I just felt compelled to uh, post another uh, podcast and uh, we'll join you guys, uh, uh, make one for you guys Friday. Probably talk, uh, touch on a little bit of what I said tonight, but you got this. You can do it. You can find love. If you're lonely, you're not finding a person, do some self-evaluation, read the books. There's more out there too. And, um, Make it happen. At very least, take the five love languages quiz to know what your personal love language is. So as you go in and read the book, you can find out more about it. But don't just read the book. Dissect those languages and find out what are languages that are going to be very difficult for you to speak. Because who knows, you might be in a relationship with a person right now that has totally opposite love languages and you're wondering why your relationship is struggling. You guys got this. You know, you truly do. It's not uh, easy, but man, it would be nice to fall in love and be happy and 
not fight, and just really genuinely understand each other because that communication happens consistently and all the time. And I really think that communication is key. Um, keep it light, um, flirt your ass off, and let them know how you feel. That would be another piece of advice. You know, this whole game playing and keeping it tight to the vest and doing that stuff, you know, it probably works for some people, but that's not my MO. If someone's going to be turned off because I'm being me, uh, they're not meant to be with me anyway. So, ladies and gentlemen, it's about to turn midnight, and uh, thank you so much for your time. Again, uh, this is Show Me Motivation with uh, uh, Michael Patron and Ashley Prieto. Uh, Sorry she couldn't make it tonight, but I just had to talk about this. And um, Please, if you find value in this, share it with people. Uh, We want to grow this and hopefully bring you valuable information. You know, if there's anything that you would like to talk about, uh, you can look up Michael Patron on uh, Facebook. Uh, If you got a public camp, send me a message. Uh, Ascending Above the Struggle is another site that I use. It's private. Uh, If you just message me in my uh, messenger and say you want to invite, I'd be happy to do that for you. You know, uh, really looking forward to bringing you guys as much value as I can. So uh, God bless. Have a great night and we'll talk to you soon.